the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. This is my first show back, coming back from vacation. I took a, what I think is a much needed long week off for Christmas week. It's my first time to actually go away and take a vacation actually for Christmas week. It's something that I've actually been wanting to do for a few years. I spent a lot of years uh, spending Christmas with my family. I've got a ton of nieces and nephews, as y'all know. So usually I'm surrounded by family at Christmas time and I just had the need to just kind of get away, do something a little bit different. And that I did. And um, I actually took a Christmas cruise, which, and I love cruising. One of the reasons why I love cruising is because it gets you offshore. It gets you, it's it's one thing to say, I'm going to go away and I'm going to unplug for a few days and, you know, disconnect from social media and Facebook and Twitter. But when you're at a resort somewhere on the mainland, uh, it can be tempting to pick up that phone and people get, you know, you can, you know, come in and out of the lobby, you're by the computer. You can, oh, let me just pop on Facebook and see what's happening out there. When you get offshore, and it's like $99 a minute to get on your phone or do any kind of internet search. You're really not going to do it. And it kind of really forces you to completely unplug. Not as much as what I experienced one time when I went to Club Med in Cancun, which was at the time, I don't even know if Club Med's still around, but at the time it was the um, quintessential getaway because Club Med at the time had no phones in the rooms, no TVs in the rooms, no way to be connected to the outside world. I don't even think there were clocks in the room at the time. I think you had to just one little phone connected to the desk if you wanted a wake-up call. And like, that was it. So one day there felt like a week. And so it really got you into relaxation mode. It wasn't quite like that, nor was it $4 million like a minute that Obama spent of the taxpayers' money on his little 17-day jaunt or seven-day, however long he's been over in Hawaii. This is a man who grew up in Hawaii. You got to stay. You got to spend $4 million. Don't you have some peeps you can shack up with? When I go to visit family for Christmas, you know what? I can't tell you how many times I slept on a sofa in the in the front house of my sister's house, okay, to be with people. No, he's got to sit and spend five hours at a poolside place kicking everybody out. People can't even enjoy their own vacation because fat cats got to roll in on the taxpayer's dime. Yeah, it's really easy to have a phenomenal Christmas vacation when somebody else is paying for it. You know what? I guess I am back. You know, I thought maybe I'd kind of lost it a little bit. In mid-season form, too. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Paul. I am so glad to share this time with you and and actually be be back. I I was thinking that re-entry from being unplugged for a week was kind of maybe throw me off my curb, but it sounds like it hasn't. I'm thrilled to be here with you and sharing this time with you. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Friend me on Facebook. Like my fan page. Sharing the time with me is actually my buddy, Paul. Hey, baby. How's it going? I I had a great Christmas as well, so it was nice. Yeah. Before the show... um, 
Paul was kind of reminding me of the old Christmases that I spent many with my little nieces and nephews. I actually have a, th- a two and a half year old niece now. And you're right, Paul, there's nothing like spending Christmas with the little ones, their excitement when they open the presents, just all of it. Exactly. And you know, my niece is two and a half as well. And uh, everything was frozen and she just was the happiest little bundle of joy. Oh, uh, opened up all her frozen toys and was playing with the dogs and played with their frozen toys. We even watched Frozen for the first <laughs> time. So it was it was wonderful. How many times did you watch Frozen, though? Uh, just once. We were just, just there, once? we were just there for breakfast and we're doing uh, dinner back in my parents' house. My brother and sister-in-law had oh, friends okay. coming over. So, oh. uh, but yeah, I'm sure I, that was my first of many Frozen viewers. Oh, yeah, because I have my niece, Kelsey, when I was going to Ohio for many years for Christmas and she was about two and a half. I think it was Dalmatians, which she called Dalmatians. And, it, you know, we must have watched every whenever she would get obsessed with a Disney movie. It was all that was played all day long. And one reason was it's because it kept her kept her quiet. So anyway, enough about Christmas. I do hope you all had a fantastic Christmas. I did miss everybody while I was out on uh, my cruise, but it was really phenomenal to, to kind of unplug. Did leave me. There was a there was a TV in the cabin, even with news out, outlets. But I tried to be disciplined and not turn on the news, even though they had Fox News in there, because I did want to unplug. And it was interesting to have the mindset coming back of what's happened when I've been gone. Has there been any? Of course, I knew that if there had been in, any big earth shattering news. Uh, people would have been talking about it all over the cruise ship. So really, you know, I wasn't really that unconnected. But still, I did have that feeling in me of, you know, what's what's been going on when I when I stepped off the, the cruise ship to come back. Unfortunately, we got back on land to find um, devastating storms in the Dallas area and in the Texas area. Some people lost their lives due to tornadoes. And so... Um, Heartfelt condolences to the people, 50 people nationwide, I think, in this round of storms have lost their lives. And so we want to send our best wishes and and thoughts and prayers for them and their families um, at this time. Interesting to be, you know, I like to stay connected with everybody. Charles Burton said on Facebook this morning that, you know, I had listeners around the around the the country. And that's true. Um, but I, I feel like I stay pretty connected to a fairly kind of tight knit core group of peeps out there, including Charles and Peggy and Timothy and just Joe and Sue, just all y'all, you know who you are. And um, while I feel like I stay connected to a lot of people around large parts, um, it was interesting being on a cruise ship with a few thousand people that I've never had any connection with before. And I got to tell you, there's a vibe going on out there in America that that I felt for the first time, it was a vibe of uncertainty. Un, you know, you could hear people talking about it, fear about the future, fear about the threats we face, fear about the fact that we have an administration that seems to be on the wrong side and actually working against us. Um, people trying to do their best to celebrate a holiday, yet there was an undercurrent of um, just kind of a, a just kind of an undercurrent of like tension with people that I'd never experienced before, and because um, I could and I could hear rumblings of people around me on the cruise ship, so um, I found that interesting. And I know that I've had a couple guests on the show recently, one in particular who has written a book, and I can't remember the name of it, 
I actually had him on America Trends the week before I left for Christmas, where he's predicting great optimism for the future based upon the 2016 elections. There still is reason to be optimistic. We still are the greatest nation in the world. And we have every reason, particularly this Christmas time, we have every reason to be hopeful about the future, if for no other reason than because of Jesus Christ. And that's really what we were supposed to be celebrating last week. And I did. I might have been on a cruise ship somewhere, you know, around the Caribbean, but it didn't stop me from celebrating the true reason for the season, and that is Christmas. And he's the main reason why I stay optimistic and I stay positive and hopeful for the future and stay happy every day, because no matter what's going on around me, I ha- that gives me reason to have hope. Um same old, same old, though, in terms of the stories, not a whole lot of new stuff that's happening uh, today and tomorrow in the Andrea K. Show. We're going to be closing out 2015. We're going to be looking at 2016 and what we can expect. We kind of started talking about that last week. Some of the same old, same old stuff while I was going on is we still have Trump in the lead. We still have Trump creating narratives for the first time in as many years as I can remember. We actually have a Republican candidate who is creating the narratives. He is starting the conversation. People are following him versus the Republican Party in total having to be on the defensive against narratives that are being created against them. In fact, he's got he's done the reverse on the Democrat Party. So I'm still not sure I understand why there's so many Republicans out there who are so anti-Trump. I get that you're concerned that, you know, he's supported Democrats in the past, but so is Ronald Reagan. Forget politics as usual. The whole message of Trump is that these are, we want an outsider. We don't want politics as usual. So stop evaluating him on the basis of politics as usual. Don't you get it, anti-Trump people? I don't care that he once gave money to a politician who could help him at some point with a building. He was playing the game. That shouldn't be held against him. And now he's he's willing, he and a couple of other people like Cruz are calling it the way it is. And we need to get behind that. So that's that's something that's same old, same old, coming back to find that Trump's still in the lead. We're going to talk uh, throughout the show about a couple of the narratives that he is creating and keeping that ball rolling. We're going to talk about some, I, I just mentioned a few minutes ago that one of the reasons why Americans are unsettled is because we have an administration that's not only not doing what they need to do to keep us safe, they've actually taken up with the enemy. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, We are going to talk about some poll numbers and see, you know, there has been a little bit of move in that area since I was gone. We've actually got some interesting kind of entertainment related news and no Della B. She's she's undercover somewhere um, doing her best to chill throughout the holidays. So I'm actually going to do our own little entertainment report um, to to talk about that. There's even a little scandal brewing in the sports industry today, Paul. Don't say, but do you know what I'm talking about? I have a pretty good idea and I have some thoughts on that. Oh, you do. So what I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see what Paul has. You're you're a big sports fan, but uh, but Noah's all about baseball. That's uh, his. I can his... talk any sport at any time. Really? Yes, I can. Well, I can't wait to hear your perspective because a lot of people might be um, surprised to hear mine on that story. We're going to talk about that when we come up. And um, let's see, what else do we have to talk about? Hmm, let's see. Anything new? Well, poll numbers, entertainment news. Uh, we've got to talk about, there's actually been some updates going on with the San Bernardino, uh, story. So I'm just going to keep it rolling and doing what I do here. Talking about radical Islam, talking about everything that's near and dear to my heart. Most importantly, I want to keep talking about you all and how much I appreciate you. 
And so stay tuned. We got more of the Andrea K Show on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen Convenient, homestyle recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it, too. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me tonight on my post-Christmas cruise show. Hey, you know, I was talking about Christmas before the break. I forgot to tell you all about the great Christmas present that I got. Kind of a long story. One of those stories, family stories, you know, that kind of like you all laugh about and it really doesn't mean much to anybody else. But I'm going to tell it anyway because I'm just in that kind of mood. So anyway, um, many years ago, uh, y'all hear me talk about my family a lot. I got a sister who lives in the Midwest and that's where she raised her three kids. And we wanted to get together one year for a little quick get together over a weekend. But it's like, where do you meet up from the Midwest and San Diego in the middle? To like have some fun because, you know, we like to do fun stuff and, you know, not just like sit around um, eating, although there's nothing wrong with that because that's what I did last week. Anyway, so we decided to meet up in Moab, Utah. Now, you may not have heard about Moab, although um, I hadn't heard about it before either. I guess it's the mountain biking capital of the world. It's the top of the Grand Canyon. It's where people, you know, end up doing a whole lot of uh, uh, Arches National Monuments there. It's where they filmed Mission Impossible with Tom Cruise, whitewater rafting there, just great outdoorsman's paradise. Um, really out in the middle of nowhere, though. So we had to fly into Salt Lake and make a long drive south. And we're on our way south and we see a billboard for this restaurant. Now, y'all know I got kind of my family. We kind of have a little odd sense of humor. Well, the billboard was called Wadala Honkies. Well, it's a, <laughs> Paul's already laughing. So we, of course, we're like busting out laughing. Wadala Honkies, are you kidding me? Where is this place? We cannot not go to Wadala Honkies, okay? <laughs> so... But the billboard was passed us. We're like, well, surely we'll see another billboard. You know, we'll be able to find this place. We never did. This was before GPS, before smartphones. We didn't have a way to search this place. This was back like in 2000. Kelsey was, Kelsey, Jean was like really little at the time. Anyway, so this was all these years ago, but we've talked about and laughed about Wadala Honkies for years now. And guess what I got in the mail, Paul? Um, maybe an advertisement for Waddle Hockey's? No. Oh, even better. A wearable advertisement. <laughs> yes. I am sitting here wearing my Waddle Hockey's t 
t-shirt amazing. that I got in the mail. And I'm going to have to have Paul take some pictures of me wearing the Definitely. t-shirt. Because I guess sister told the owners, she actually ended up talking to the owners of Waddle Honky, told them the story. They sent her a t-shirt. And, you know, we promised, I guess sister promised them that we would take some pictures wearing our Waddle Honky's t-shirt. I'm going to have Paul take a picture of the back. Um, the, the shirts are as politically incorrect as the billboard and the name Waddle Honky's. <laughs> Which just really suits my family. So anyway, so glad to come home to like the best Christmas present ever. Some girls look forward to diamonds and furs. A Wild Honkies t-shirt is all I need to be happy. Um, but to get serious, because a lot has happened. Big news today, Paul. Great news. I guess Ramadi in Iraq was taken back by the Iraqi police force from ISIS. I'm hearing this and hearing everybody talking about what a success this is um, for America. And I'm thinking, wait a second. Who did ISIS, from whom did ISIS take it? Oh, was it the uh, Iraqi police force after how many billions of dollars of American treasure and blood was spent in towns like Ramadi and Mosul and Fallujah? How did ISIS get such a stronghold in Iraq? It's because President Obama pulled out. We even have, you know, um, Republicans that have actually tried to blame George W. Bush for ISIS. And I'm not going to sit here and litigate and actually defend the decision to go into Iraq. But the bottom line is, once we did, we had an obligation to do our best to prevent. I, 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 I've said before, you know, the, the left should love Bush because, you know, he's basically he already experimented with their theory, which is, um, you know, there wasn't enough water to make people happy. So they had to want to kill us or climate change, in other words, or that they just hadn't had the benefit of experiencing the, um, uh, you know, the wonderful American culture. And once they, you know, got exposed to it, they would learn to love it. And that's why we were there, all of which wasn't true. But the but the pullout of the American troops is what has led to the rise of ISIS. This is not a success, a success story today. This is a travesty on the part of the American people. While I was on vacation, I read the last Vince Flynn book that I'm ever going to have the honor and the privilege to read because he unfortunately passed away with prostate cancer. And he was a man that knew many, many people in the intelligence community in the United States and actually based his book on the reality of the boots on the ground. Read The Last Man, because it's all about this kind of crap that's gone on over there with an administration that that for its own personal agenda wanted to pull out American troops, leave the ones who were there with bad rules of engagement that left them as sitting ducks over there. And it is a travesty what has gone on. And shame on any Republicans today that are actually reporting this in any way as so it it is good news for America. You know, it reminds me of like you're playing risk with your family and the eastern United States territory kids getting transferred back and forth between the white team, the blue team and the green team. You know, it might be a victory right now, but you know what? Just wait till ISIS comes back and takes that back. Right. And, and it's and, just going to continue right. to change hands until there's an actual stable government and a stable United States force behind them. Right. And we have we have military installations all around the world, like in Europe after World War Two, to keep the peace. We have people in Japan. We have the reason why we have these worldwide military installations, Paul, after after the wars was because we were there to um, basically tamp down any attempts at, at rising back up. And that's why we needed to keep that military presence there. Yeah, I mean, they're already saying that ISIS, I, I heard Major General Bob Scales this morning was on Fox. He's been on the Andrew K. Show many times. He said, yeah, they're just basically on the outskirts of town waiting to regroup. You know, come on. This is not a success story. Um, it, you know, uh, 
Although, you know, of course, the Obama administration, they, you know, did you hear this today? I mean, anything, we're going to do more of a year in wrap tomorrow. But in, in touting failure as success, I shouldn't be shocked, Paul, to read that Secretary of State right now, John Kerry, says that his big accomplishment in 2015 is, and I quote, bringing peace and security to Syria. This is where we're at as a nation, where we have blatant lies and propaganda on the the part of our administration. And to to think, I'm going to get into some poll numbers a little bit later, but to think that we have half the country prepared for another round of this kind of crap and being willing to vote for Hillary makes me want to makes me want to go back on a cruise ship and unplug and never and never come back. I mean, it's insane. It absolutely does, because obviously John Kerry's talking about a different Syria than the one I know about, because right. peace and security oh, yeah. is not the words I would use, adjectives I would use to describe Syria right now. You know what? Maybe there is a Syria. Maybe You know what? Another Syria. Maybe, you know, maybe in uh, Polynesia somewhere, there's another little island called, Sy- Syria. called exactly. Syria, and they're braiding hair on the beach, and they're just like having a great time. Right. And giving massages there, to everybody. John Kerry's sitting on the beach, kicked back, drinking a Mai Tai, getting a massage. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's that Syria. Um, it's, it's indoctrination that has worked for a really long time because you look at where we're already at as a nation. We have so many Americans defending Islam, defending Muslims today. And actually I've even had people defend the fact that, you know, I've been talking about different stupid stories coming out of the Ivy league, uh, for a while, You can't talk about indoctrination without talking about our school systems. Everything, you know, you can't have Christmas. Here we are coming off of Christmas. You can't have, you know, a Christmas tree anywhere. It's got to be called a holiday tree. You can't have a nativity scene. I was in Cozumel and they had a nativity scene right out on the main thoroughfare. You know, it's it's like it was so wonderful to see, you know, open displays because we can't have that here anywhere in America anymore. Yet what we can have is school books in San Diego where the first lesson, I think I talked about this last week, the first lesson. And, and school assignment for children was to go and create a website in which it was to preach that Islam is a religion of peace. They're, the depths that they are going in order to transform us into a Muslim nation is is not to be overlooked or to be minimized right now. And I've been talking about the stupidity at Ivy Leagues. I don't know if you know, but a $10 million bribe, and that's exactly what it is, has been given to Yale uh, the uh, it's called uh, to, uh, the Islamic Law Center for Students at Yale University, and this donation came from a man named uh, Saudi banker whose last name is Camel, and it was earmarked. The ten million dollars was earmarked to study Sharia law. Um, we have a law here, Paul. That, right. that, that that law students should be studying and it's called the U.S. Constitution and we already have a problem where we have lawyers coming out and we have public officials who, who don't understand it don't care to understand it don't care anything about it and trample all over it well, we don't need anybody to study Sharia law here in the country this is about what, it, what it's always about it's about indoctrination we actually had Ruth Bader Ginsburg one of the Supremes say that it's a shame that we can't consider other laws here besides Besides the U.S. Constitution. No, it's not a shame. We have the greatest country in the world, and it's because of the U.S. Constitution. And every aspect, every system, our education system and our media are attempting to breach the wall of the U.S. Constitution and, rep- and, and go along with what the Muslims want, which is a replacement of the Constitution with Sharia. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, that's kind of the bad thing about having a, one of the bad things about having a president that is a constitutional lawyer that wants to circumvent the Constitution. He knows how to do it. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. And make no mistake about it. The the transformation that Obama talked about included partnering with the Muslim Brotherhood, with CARE, and with every other organization, Muslim organization, that specifically wants to overthrow the U.S. Constitution and replace it with Sharia. And even worse than, than just flat out, because, oh, yeah, they're trying to indoctrinate our students. Just don't, just don't send your kid to Yale, people are saying. It's worse than that. See the bigger picture for what it is and how detrimental this is to our society. And if that doesn't move you, if you're so crazy that you're going to sit back and think that there's no way that we could have our government overthrow thrown and, and, and have large parts of it under Sharia, like in Europe, wake up and wise up. If that doesn't bother you, though, this should bother you because um, this person's banking organization funded Al Qaeda and has, in, in fact, multiple witnesses in the 1998 New York City trials of Al Qaeda members testified that Mr. Camel's bank had relocated thousands of dollars to Al Qaeda in order for them to buy a new airplane. Uh, and, and oh, by the way, how many people of the Bin Laden family went to Harvard and Yale? I don't even want. I don't even want to fly over. I'm, I am so disgusted with the Ivy Leagues. You'd be better off, people, if you sent your kids to Vinny's school for. I don't know. Vinny's school for what? You know, we got a lot of microbrewers in San Diego. Exactly. Teach your kid to learn how to make some, some home brew at home. You'd be better off because, you know, then there's some real money in that. And your kids might not be tainted with being told that Sharia is the way to go. That's what I say. Um, when we say here on the Andrea K show that there's a, that Obama is not only not doing anything to keep us safe, he's actually taken up with the enemy. That's that's not hyperbole. I'm not being bombastic. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 KCBQ. There's ample evidence. Stop listening to you know he, what he says and start paying attention to what he does. We now know that um, the San Bernardino mosques, there's a reason why Barack Obama has refused to allow any investigations to take place in any mosques. Uh, the San Bernardino Mosque, where uh, Farouk worshipped, they said that they didn't know anything about him. Oh, really? Except that uh, phone records came out that there had been 38 messages over a two-week period in June, which just so happened to coincide, Paul, with the Muslim terrorist attack in Chattanooga that was against our military that continued to be unarmed even after what happened to them in Fort Hood. Why in the world... This is the same man that went to a press conference, was allowed to go to a press conference and said that he didn't know Farouk any more than he knew the reporters in the room. This man should immediately be in custody. He has lied to investigators. That mosque should be torn up from the inside out. It is absolutely out. This is the same. This is the same mosque, Paul, by the way, in which... um, uh, I reported on a man named Philip Haney... From the Homeland Security Department, he was a veteran, and he was actually investigating this mosque, among others, um, because this mosque was involved in a case in 2012. Uh, he, Philip Haney had identified 300 jihadists and terrorists tied to this movement of Orthodox Islamists called Tablighi Jamaat. And there's 50,000 of these members around the nation, uh, 10 states 
Uh, he says this movement is rife with jihadists and jihadi groomers, and they are recruiting at mosques in at least 10 states, including the mosque here in San Diego, Paul. The mosque here in San Diego, the one on Balboa, I don't know if you've been over. It's not far from the target. Uh, past there, yeah. Yeah. Did you know that two of the 9-11 hijackers uh, were uh, members at that mosque? I, I did, and actually uh, 9-11, one of the uh, hijackers, my mom found it afterwards, she was working at a travel agency in Rancho Bernardo. One of them came in about two months before then uh, and tried to buy an airline ticket for my mom, and they turned her away. Turned him away because they got a weird vibe from him. Well, you know, FBI, what? hat tip to your mom. Did the, did the FBI come they, in and they investigate? They did come in and, and talk to him and just find out what they knew. They didn't know much because he was there for all of about 10 minutes. And they just like, yeah, we know we were getting ready to close. We're getting ready to go for lunch, come back later. And mm-hmm. he never came back. Well, with the, the FBI already found out that Al Lockie here um, with the mosque was recruiting extremists. But you know what? What what did they do? Yeah, they knew. They've known. They've known that Philip Haney was making headway and that he uh, had identified all these jihadists and all these terrorists that are actively here attempting to take us over from within and commit acts of jihad and terror against America. And what did President Obama do? He called Philip Haney. He called off Philip Haney's investigation and they actually destroyed every bit of his evidence. To me, the fact that, that this is now public knowledge and that man is sitting over on Hawaii in Hawaii spending taxpayers money instead of being in prison, instead of being impeached or tried for treason is shocking to me. America, wake up. You're right. I am back in mid-season form. Right, Paul? Hey, I'm glad to be back with you all here tonight. This is the Andrea Cation. We've got more to talk about on the other, other side of the break. Stay with me. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day to day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. 
You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Whew, I was getting fired up before the break, but I mean, how can you not get fired up? No wonder there was tension and there was people, you know, just a different kind of vibe with Americans when I was out on vacation last week because people are unsettled. People are scared. You know, everybody's some, some pundits are hand wringing. Has Trump tapped into anger or has he tra- tapped into fear on the part of the electorate? How about both? How about we're angry because we are fearful because we are in a situation where we have a government that's that's not only not doing what they can can do to, to keep us safe, they're actually working against us. Now, I guess there's no evidence to prove that this woman who was arrested, uh, Sharon Thawyer, uh, she's an Irving immigration lawyer and Obama supporter who was arrested on a seven count indictment, uh, one count of conspiracy to commit fraud in connection with immigration documents, one count of mail fraud and one count of transfer or use of means of identification of another person and four counts of aggravated identity theft. How do you, how is that? How is identity theft non-aggravation? How is it aggravated versus non-aggravated identity theft? I don't understand that, but I tell you, it's all an aggravation to me. Aggravated in the sense that it's a higher level. This is a woman who was invited to the White House by President Obama to discuss immigration reform. And then she gets busted with committing fraud with immigration. And, she's, and we're supposed to trust this administration to vet the people coming in from Syria? Right. In fact, they're not only they not only can't be trusted to vet, we can trust one thing, that they're going to do everything they can to bring as many people here illegally as they can, because it's all about amassing more and more and more power to a centralized government. And, and that's why I'm no longer going to engage in anybody's debate with me on whether or not Obama is a Muslim. I don't care whether he's a Muslim. I don't think he worships anybody but himself. What, what it's about is it's about power. And we've got a Republican Party that's not doing what they should be doing to push back. I was really disappointed, but not shocked, to find out that Trey Gowdy, uh, who has been a huge disappointment to me, has decided to um, endorse Marco Rubio. And you know what? Hat tip to Trump, who called him out and said, you know what? He the, so Is he going to do a better job for Marco than he did for the American people in the Benghazi? hearings because quite frankly he was a big loser in that i've had so many people oh did you see trey gowdy you know tear apart hillary and did this and you know what no i didn't see that what i saw was hillary clinton work them over and allow the benghazi as well as as well as um isa and who also backed rubio i allow i've seen them allow the democrat party whether it's fast and furious whether it's the irs scandal whether it's benghazi benghazi they were directly responsible for the deaths of more for americans and the republican party including trey gowdy let her get away with it everybody's talking about him being an attack dog he's not an attack dog he doesn't even have a decent bark I could have done a better job. These are the people that let Hillary Clinton yell at them in a in a hearing. What difference does it make? I tell you, it makes a hell of a lot of difference to the American people, Trey Gowdy. They have a right to know what truly happened. And they, more importantly, we all know what happened. And we had a right as American people to have our elected officials be held accountable. And you did not do it. Your job was oversight. And you didn't do it. And the anti-Trump people are saying, how can you go against Trey Gowdy? He had a 97% uh, rating and being a con- 
conservative. Well, you know what my rating is? How I rate whether or not somebody is working as a conservative is when they actually do their job. Their job is oversight. That means to hold people accountable. He didn't do it. So you know what, you anti-Trump people? He gets a big fat zero from me. He is part of the establishment and the establishment needs to go. I am this close to putting my hat in the ring for Trump, but I still am liking Cruz. I'm liking where he's coming from. Because you know what? I think they'd make a hell of a ticket. There's some whispers going along right now that Jim Webb, that was a little bit of a surprise to me to come back and find out that he's actually decided that he's going to launch a run as an independent. I think he's, and and nobody should be bashing him. He's not going to take any votes from the Republicans, but he's going to take some votes from the Democrats. There's some whispers uh, that he's, uh, that there's an alliance maybe forming with Trump and with Jim Webb. And you know what, Paul, that might be a brilliant move if he could get Jim Webb to be on the VP ticket with him because that man is fierce absolutely and i i, I did not know this um he is he, he's uh, a, i found out that i guess he was a former delta force uh, uh command yes leader special forces yeah he has a lot of military experience that would be a perfect way to balance out the ticket with trump who has no military experience yeah well you know what it, that certainly explains a lot to me because he certainly looked like he was ready to launch a grenade or, you know, um, do do a special ops move on some in that debate when he was the only one standing up there who was willing to call the enemy out for with the rest of them were talking about climate change. And he's like, well, you know, what do you mean you people aren't willing to call radical Islam the enemy? Um, it looked like he was ready to put some special forces maneuvers and break some necks up there on that stage. Um, he has um, consistently. Uh, called out Hillary Clinton, not quite to the degree that I think I, I would like him to call her out from, for Benghazi. Uh, he basically, to paraphrase, said that her Libya, basically he said the same thing Trump said, which is her Libya and Arab Spring foreign policy, her and Obama, uh, was abysmal, dumbest foreign policy ever, and has led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people. She has no business running for president. Which sadly is a lot stronger than some of the rhetoric we've heard come out of the Republican Party in the last six months. Absolutely. Yeah, they're they're all acting as though, oh, we can't lay a hand on Hillary Clinton. Well, that's that. Well, thank you, Trey Gowdy. That's exactly what you proved. You can't lay a hand on her. You're not willing to do it. You don't care enough to do it. You're all a bunch of the establishment. There's zero daylight between the GOP establishment and the Democrats. Um, in fact, his quote was Hillary Clinton's failed vision in Libya and the Arab Spring or foreign policy leadership at its worst. Um, he he's criticized his party, the Democrats, for propping up her campaign. I don't know if there's any alliance brewing, but he's not bashing Trump anymore and Trump's not bashing him. So we'll see. I think Trump's being smart and saying we'll see how this plays out with Cruz. Um, some poll numbers have come out there that are a little bit interesting. The latest CNN poll numbers show Hillary losing ground, um, even though, you know, they hit her. They hit her debate on the Saturday. They stuck it, you know, they stuck it next to, uh, you know, the the bullet infomercial, like late in the middle of the Saturday yeah. night to try to keep people from watching. Right, it, right? before Christmas, when everyone's just right. to their TV. <laughs> exactly. Um, Cruz is surging uh, five points. Now he's got a two point lead uh, against Hillary. Uh, Rubio beats her by three. And they both have a 12 point lead against her among independents. Uh, and Sanders's gap against her has gone from 28 points to 16. So um, we'll see. We'll see what's going on there. Um, one of the things that I saw a huge debate going on today, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Andrea K. Show. 
on um, AM 1170 KCBQ. The, the Trump haters that are Republicans are caught up themselves in they're like they're like establishment voters they're still buying into the same mindset of you have to have somebody run a campaign in the same way that's that's failed in the past according to um, conventional wisdom in terms of of the way politicians are supposed to sound the way they're supposed to do things and trump is just breaking through all those barriers on on outnumbered today they were debating on whether or not how you know whether or not it was good strategy guy benson continues to disappoint me because for somebody as young as he is you would think that he wouldn't be so tied into an establishment mindset but he's saying that it's a bad move for trump to attack um hillary clinton in terms of bill clinton and the war on women well first of all trump usually reserves his attacks for punching back when he gets attacked so uh, what happened was hillary clinton had made some comments and accused uh, of donald trump of having demonstrating a penchant for sexism so trump did what he does he responded and says hillary clinton has announced she is letting her husband out out to campaign i love the way he phrased it but he's quote demonstrated a penchant for sexism so inappropriate well now we've got people saying well i mean it's right on she she accuses trump of having a, a penchant for sexism following the same old democrat line of just what they did in 2012 with the stupid republicans have a war on women and romney's got binders full of women and how did Ron, romney respond with nothing he didn't how did trump respond trump punched back and said let's talk about bill clinton you want to talk about who's got a war on women you want to talk about who's sexist it ain't me he says it's bill clinton and now we've got the republican establishment um analyst and voters saying it's bad move that you can't talk about somebody's marriage it wasn't about his marriage what he did at, at the at, this is not a situation to where um vacation somewhere uh he had a tryst behind his wife's back this is the president of the united states who in the people's house not his own house committed sexual prayed was a predator on a young intern and committed sexual harassment that would have had him in a court of law had he been anybody but Bill Clinton. And oh, by the way, he's been accused of rape. He's been accused of sexual assault by multiple women. You're dang right it's fair play. And for any Republican to tell him that he should stay away from the Clinton marriage, this is not about the Clinton marriage. And you know what? It's it, Everybody's saying it's bad strategy. Trump can't win with this one. He needs to you know keep hands off. He's won every other narrative. He's won every other fight. And he's going to win this one. And you know what? People are going to be talking about it. They're going to be talking about it, it, not just the argument itself, but like immigration, like the the borders on the South, like the Muslim immigration. When he said he wanted to ban on Muslims coming temporarily now on the war on women, he's actually turning the tables. He's owning the narrative and he's getting people to talk about issues in the way that they should be talked about. Every Republican should be thankful that we've got Trump right now on the campaign trail. And I'm thankful to have you all here with me. Hey, when we come back, we're going to switch gears. We've got a couple of other like pop culture topics to get into. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. 
proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer welcome back to the Andrea K show glad to have you all here with me glad to have my buddy Paul in the booth today engineering today Dijon wherever you are we hope you're having a great day hope you had a very Merry Christmas I gotta say Paul I don't really know half of these songs you're playing baby who who are these musical artists uh, that last song was uh, Foo Fighters that was uh, times huh? like these one okay. of my all-time favorite songs one of my all-time favorite bands uh, and then I played a little bush earlier and uh, okay bounced around all right awesome do you like any hair bands uh, I little bit. I like a little Van Halen once in a while. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Which Van Halen though? Because they've had like nine singers. Yeah. Uh, you got to go Eddie Van Halen. Oh uh, yeah, he's the yeah. best. Yeah. When Eddie Van Halen and then David Lee Roth, and then after that, that band is kind of like yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like who? Yeah. Yeah. Um, getting into a little pop culture. Um, the left has done a really good job of with President Obama as the quarterback of um, the game being played of identity politics. One of the ways that they've seek to, d- to divide us, remember he ran, it is uh, the great divider. Many, many uh, white Americans voted for him because they really thought he was actually going to heal a lot of the racial divide. Uh, I know a lot of friends in the South who were ashamed of the of the history of the South and, and, and really, really wanted him to be a success, particularly in that area. And, and since he took office, he's done everything he could to divide racial Uh, tensions are at an all-time high in my life. And I started a blog post back when Safe, the whole story on college campuses came out about safe spaces. And and that story broke a while back and I'm still pondering on on how I want to finish it. It's called uh, Safe Spaces in in the Legend of Ms. Mays, which is a place my friends and I used to go to in New Orleans. And it's a tough piece for me to write because it's about some black, white, relations and things from my perspective, having grown up there and having sat at, at um, red lights where the Klan actually would come to come to my window and try to hand me information wearing hoods. So, you know, I, I have a perspective, you know, I've seen a lot. Okay. In my life. And we, you know, we needed somebody who could, who could actually help us heal, not do what President Obama's done. And you know what? Part of the healing is is holding everybody accountable for their own personal actions and not sending a message to any particular group that they're special, that they've suffered more, really. Uh, that there's nobody today who was owned 
by anybody else. Slavery has not existed in the lifetime of anybody who's who's alive today. So we got to stop this victimhood crap because with the result of fostering so much racial hatred between the races is now we have a teacher in Ohio, a black teacher who slapped a disabled white student saying that she doesn't have to serve white people like him. That's the kind of crap that we got going on in this country. And you know what? This didn't make any major media outlet. She was actually turned in by student teachers who reported her because one of the kids that she slapped couldn't even speak. This is the thank you. This is this is a don't tell me that this isn't a result of the kind of hatred that's being fostered by President Obama and those on the left. So, you know, it's the kind of I'm hoping we got more debates coming up. I'm hoping we're going to have more on this situation here because we've never been more divided as a nation. And when we've got 50,000 in 10 states in mosques, you know, working together with jihadists to try to have more San Bernardinos, we need to be joining together, not not fostering this kind of stuff. Now I got to move on to something more positive. And that is the scandal that broke against Peyton Manning. Hey, by the way, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Now, here's the thing. People don't seem to understand why those of us from New Orleans aren't really big fans of the Manning family. So I got to tell you, when I when I heard this yesterday, I got off the cruise ship and I heard that Manning was accused of taking human growth, growth hormones, HGH, uh, back after he, he had the neck surgery. I was like, oh, how the mighty hath fallen. I had a little bit of glee, because I'm thinking where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Then I find out that, you know, the and the Al, the Al Jazeera reporter is kind of standing by his, his story or her story. I don't even know the name of the reporter. But then I find out that the whole scandal is based on the fact, supposedly, Paul, that some um, from an anti-aging clinic in Indianapolis, yes. that his wife had basically ordered some HGH. They have no proof that he took it. And then the reporter comes out today and says, well, you know, he hasn't denied that the stuff was sent to his wife. Well, no, he didn't deny it. She probably ordered it. She probably gets Botox, too. It doesn't mean he does. Right. And, yeah, it's it gets a little more complicated because he did when uh, his last season with the Indianapolis Colts, when he set out the entire season with a, with a injury, neck injury. Yeah. He actually did go to this clinic. Uh, the, it was approved by the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts doctors went with him. and He was going to this hyperbaric chamber for... 45 minutes a day or an hour a day or whatever it was. Uh, they thought it would help increase the blood flow to his muscles and help him recover faster. He doesn't really believe it worked. He said it was more time than anything that he, uh, healed him. Uh-huh. Uh, but he did actually go to this clinic, and then his wife ended up ordering some stuff from there. Uh, but it's all hearsay. Plus, the person, the source from the story, has since recanted his story. But Al Jazeera is still running with it and running with the documentary. Well, you know, we'll see. But, you know... Um he's basically saying, okay, yeah, I took this away. There's, there's really no story here. No, I, I would really kind of, you know, I kind of wish there was, cause it would have been more interesting. Um, you know, but there's really not. I mean, I think the bigger story for Manning this year is, you know, really, it, does he really have plantar fasciitis or is it just an excuse to sit on the sidelines? Cause his arm planter, is gone. I think it's plantar can't play no more itis. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Speaking of the NFL, did you see the hilarity that went down with the Rams punter? Yes, <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> poor guy. You know, honestly, I, I, I know I've tried to defend punters and kickers saying they're football <laughs> players. No more. I can't do that. You no know more. what? I used 
used to feel sorry for him because yeah. it was like these poor guys, especially the 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 the, the field goal kickers. Yeah, the kickers they have more pressure on them anyway. Oh the my gosh, you know, and it's like you know you you set up these poor guys because you can't get it done the rest of the games, so and then you got to trot out some kid and ask him to kick a seventy yarder for the win. You exactly. know what I mean? With two he, seconds left, he misses it. He's the goat. All exactly. Scott no, Norwood. Exactly. But then this guy, though, I guess what he for the people who haven't seen it, Google this thing. It's hysterical. So he kicks a punt right, and he's running down the field, and he comes up behind a defensive man, right, and like sucker punt, sucker shoves him, yeah. basically. So then, so then the next go round, right, he kicks a punt, and then Bennett comes up, and, and he basically turtle shells. <laughs> In front of everybody. Yeah. In front of the world. Yeah. It was just at a Rams fan. So there was a Rams game. So there was like 12 people there. Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's on YouTube now. So if you haven't seen it, Google it. If you need a laugh, to me, it's hysterical. And I posted on Facebook. I said, Bennett should have. I wish Bennett had been one of the players. They mic up some of the players throughout the game. Oh, that would have been amazing. Wouldn't it be hilarious if he had (laughs) been mic'd up? He could have said, hey, boy, go get me a sandwich. Exactly. So funny. Gotta have a laugh. Um, speaking of funny, I tell you what made me laugh. Funny guy, David Spade. Um, I just think he is one of, you know, one of the funniest guys on TV. I've been a fan of his for many years. Um, I actually ran into him in a Phoenix airport one time and bless his heart. He's only like four foot six. I mean, shortest guy ever, but short in stature, huge and funny. Well, I guess um, he said that Obama, he's like in some hot water with up in La La Land. I wish Della B was here to report. Um, he said that, because she would be much funnier than I am about it. He said that Obama should be acting with more dignity. I guess the Bear Grylls reality show came out over the weekend or while I was gone. Do you know about that, Paul? I don't know. That's the, he's the adventure TV guy. I don't know if you've ever yeah, seen Man like Against... Man, Man versus Wild. Man versus Wild. Well, I guess a while back, Obama had been up in Alaska and shot an episode with Bear Grylls. Well, I guess David, I guess it came out over the weekend and David Spade says that presidents should be acting with more dignity. He shouldn't be like going all over everywhere on, you know, reality TV. And David Spade's theory is, I guess, that the Obamas are trying to like increase their reality show, whatever per Personas in preparation for leaving the White House. And he went on to say that Michelle Obama's on Ellen more than he is, which was funny. And then he says, he says, it seems a bit thirsty to me. Um, you know what? It is thirsty. These people are so desperate for attention. It's like, will you people go away and at least pretend like you have some class? When you're getting busted for lack of class by the dude who wore a really bad mullet in a movie called Joe Dirt. Okay. And did a direct Netflix Joe Dirt 2? Oh, no. He did? Yeah. It just came out about a month ago. Why did it go direct Netflix? Joe Dirt was genius, it was, okay? It was hilarious. If you haven't seen it, rent it. I tell you what, you know what? I love Joe Turt, Dirt. Joe Dirt. <laughs> I would much rather watch that than science fiction. I don't even know. Right now... I guess I don't have time to get into it, which is good. Star Wars, Star, um, I guess, was the first film ever to make a billion dollars. I guess there's controversy surrounding it. Paul, you a big Star Wars I'm fan? I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Um, it was the fastest to a billion. Not the, not the first. No, uh, the fastest to a yeah. billion. Did you, Are you upset? I guess there's so many people out there. This goes under the storyline of uh, everything that's wrong with America, that people are obsessed over the script with Star Wars and don't even know who, you know... Um, 
you know, don't even know the name of Farouk who shot 35 people in San Bernardino. Okay. These are people, Paul, that are parsing every word of the script because they're saying that J.J. Abrams, when the first thing Santica or whatever his name is, says this will begin to make things right, that this is somehow a slam against George um, Lucas. And there's like this big debate going on over at some place called Quora um, over, I guess this is like a huge controversy. You know, I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with the movie. I absolutely loved it. I've seen it once. I'm going to see it once or twice more before it leaves theaters. I'll be the first person to buy it on Blu-ray. Uh, I thought it was outstanding. It was As a Star Wars fan, it was everything that I hoped it could have been. Really? I th- absolutely loved it. I'm a huge J.J. Abrams fan, and he. Ex- I-, I built this movie up so much in my mind. And it far exceeded my expectations. Well, see, that's interesting because usually when the movie has a lot of, of hype, that's usually when you end up disappointed. Especially for a, with a big movie fan like I am, I tend to overhype movies, right. especially since I've been so excited for it for so long because I've been looking forward to this movie for three years. Wow. And it totally exceeded my expectations. I loved it. Well, I'm one of the people that I've never seen a Star Wars. I have no, the only thing I know of Star Wars is the, is the ride Star Tours at Disneyland, which I absolutely love. Um, just so people know, Jay Abrams wrote this movie with Lawrence Kasdan, who also wrote Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So I don't think there's anything nefarious against George Lucas here. Hey, we got about a half a minute left. Tune in for tomorrow's Andrea K. Show. We're going to close out 2015, and we're going to talk about what we can expect in 2016. So you can expect in 2016 more of Andrea K. Thank you all so much for being here. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Friend me on Facebook. Like my fan page. Let's keep this conversation rolling. And I'm so glad to be back and spend this time with you all. Thanks so much. Have a great night, everybody. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.